Welcome to Spectrum Days, games we played, where each episode we talk about a game from our past, if we can remember it, then play it and let you know what we think today. My name is Chris. What game are we going to try and remember today, Phil? Hello, Chris. Well, we're going to look at the Horace trilogy. Um, the game people will probably most remember is probably Horace Goes Skiing. But what I didn't realise is there is actually three Horace games. But yeah, um, that's the uh, that's the series of games we're going to look at. Um, probably most famous for being on the Spectrum, though they did come out on the C64 as well, and some other random computer that I can't remember. Um, but yeah, Horoscope Skiing is the one that I remember. I'm assuming that's the one you remember? You're absolutely right. I can't really remember any other. I can remember Horoscope Skiing, which must be the first game I remember on the Spectrum. So the first home computer game I played game a pong type game on a on a kind of console at home before one of those games where you had a control two controllers if i remember rightly almost like a dial to uh, move the bat up and down and you could bounce a ball between between you kind of play a pong tennis game um but after that the first game i remember playing is horoscope skiing on the spectrum yeah i mean if anyone doesn't know it i'd be absolutely amazed because it's it really is like if he's mentioned a spectrum to anyone, I I would almost bet money that they would mention Horace Go Skiing as, as sort of the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the spectrum. I say it certainly is for me, certainly is for you. And I think John was the same, our producer lurking there in the background. I think he, he said the same thing. But I, like we said, there, there is several games, all made by the same guy. Um, there was Hungry Horace was the first one. And from what research I think, I think it was 1982. The games, I think, stretch sort of the three that came out from 1982 to 1983. Um, there was a fourth plan, but the guy that wrote them, he got he had some sort of illness, something to do with his lungs or something. So the, the fourth game was planned but never got made. Uh, so I say the first one was Hungry Horace, which is well basically a Pac-Man clone um i only know this from doing the research the whole point of this podcast is that we will play the games but after we try and remember them <laughs> we will have a go at playing them and then let you know what we think um the, the second horoscope skiing uh is the one that we do remember or i certainly remember playing a lot a sort of in the two parts is the, the first bit you have to get across the road you i think you either got to get your skis or you've got your skis you've got to go to the ski shop I can't quite remember. And it's basically Frogger, if anyone's ever played Frogger, if that helps anyone understand. It's that sort of getting across the road, avoiding the cars type thing. Uh, and the second part is the actual skiing, where you're basically, it's just top from top to bottom. You're going down the screen, trying to go in between the flags, I think, if memory serves, and avoiding trees. And that's basically based on the skiing game on the Atari. Um, and the third one, again, which I, I don't remember, um, was Horace and the Spiders. The name rings a vague bell, but that might be because I've been researching it for the video. I don't know. Um, it's another game in two parts. The first is a bit like Pitfall, and the second is like Space Panic. Um, but yeah, what do you do? You actually remember of of playing Horoscope Skiing? Can you can you remember how it how it worked? Well, this is a um, a common theme, but 
I can remember it being really hard. So every <laughs> every game we've spoken about so far, it's very very difficult. So difficult that I can, um, I've seen a photograph that my parents have of me sat at the Spectrum in the very first house that we lived in. The Spectrum was set up on the TV in the lounge, um, and I think I'm kneeling if I playing. I was sat at the keyboard. And I think I'm crying. Uh, there's a photograph of me crying my eyes out at the frustration of Horace goes skiing, which obviously my parents thought was incredibly funny, funny enough to go and now remember this. Was, I was um, about eight years old. Um, yeah, no one had a mobile phone with a camera. So someone had to have gone and looked for the camera with filming, turned that on. <laughs> and took a photograph of me crying. So now when you think about that, the cruelty. So specifically, our child is crying playing Let's go this get the game. Camera. We go must get the camera. Get the camera <laughs> yeah, exactly. To preserve the misery of Horace Go skiing forever. <laughs> <laughs> I think, therefore, you're absolved from any anything. You don't need to remember the game. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all you need to remember, that it was miserable and your parents laughed in your face yeah. while you struggled playing the game. I love exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> most of my memories of, of playing video games uh, in those times, days it's quite similar my dad always taking the mickey when uh, any kind of platforming game and i'd constantly jump off the platform and die at exactly the same place and my dad would be tutting away in the background well um yeah it's amazing to think that they went and found the camera to take that photograph but yeah it must have been very very difficult now thinking back and you think okay it was frog it was like frogger but frogger probably could have only played in the arcade um, I'm not. No, it's one of those games that came out on everything, even if it was a clone. Like essentially, the first part of Horace Go Skiing is. Yeah, exactly. And now, I th- but now I think, it, of course, my memory is all muddled up, as we've mentioned before, um, <laughs> and it makes me think of Crossy Roads. So, of course, Crossy Roads on right, the yeah. uh, the the free to play game, which was a was which was a big hit a few years ago. Yeah. Um, so again, that's kind of the modern modern version of Frogger, I, I, in a way. Um, but yeah, Horace goes skiing. Uh, I'm, once again, I don't think we paid in those days much attention to any storyline. If you look at an image of Horace goes skiing, what was Horace? It's essentially, I think, legs, arms, and a body with two large holes, as if they were kind of big eyes. Um, oh, yeah. So what? What and who was Horace? Well, I think that that's what's interesting about it is that it it was a it was a it became a mascot, totally unofficially. But I think it's partly because although the the game the guy that, that came up with it um, I keep forgetting his name it's in there in the notes somewhere he was a guy he was an Australian um, coder William Tang that was it he was an Australian coder. Um, the game got published by Beam Software and Melbourne House, which are Australian uh, companies. I think Beam Software is still going under some other name. But anyway, but over here, it got published um, by Sinclair Research, or certainly Horace Go Skiing did. Now, Sinclair Research was, was basically Clive Sinclair's own company, i.e. the people that 
made the spectrum. Uh, I think he used to be uh, spend his evenings with his double cassette player, burning out copies of Horace Go Skiing for for everyone to have with their uh, ZX Spectrum because it it got included it got included with the with the Spectrum. I believe a sort of six pack. Thing again, this is based on research, not my memory. Um, I couldn't find out much detail about that, but I think it came with sort of six. Um, now we probably say crappy games, but games back then <laughs> that were sort of smaller um, and would obviously a fit all on one tape. Uh, they were all small games. They were what? well, yeah. They were. <laughs> I, I got a vague again. Again, it's based on some research and vague memory. I think it might not even have required the forty-eight to play on it. I think this played on the sixteen. The right. Horace goes skiing. I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. I'm sure someone can let us know in the comments if they uh, want to let us know on that, and they can be bothered to do the research. Um, but I, I, I was just going to say, I think that's why we remember it because everyone had it. Again, it was a bit like we talked about it with other stuff. It's a packet. It was the packing game before that was even really a term. I think it, it's just with the software that you had included with the machine. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. If I think back to where I lived and the first Spectrum, talking about 16 or 48K, where the first Spectrum we had was 16K. And I can remember somehow my parents knew a telecoms engineer, someone who knew enough about computers to open it up and and, uh, and to add to uh, increase it up to the 48K. So oh, you're um, so middle class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I expect Horace Horace ran so much smooth more smoothly thanks to that upgrade. <laughs> I think I was still struggling with a pong console then. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should give some context to when this came out. If it was eighty two, eighty three, I did find out that again this is not based on my memory, but that I but I do remember this cassette. It later came out on the charity compila- compilation, Soft Aid, which I do remember my friend having, my friend who had a Spectrum well before me. So I probably played the, the game that we're talking about probably around at his house. But he had Soft Aid, which, was a, which came off the back of the um, uh, the Do They Know It's Christmas song thing, apparently, which was on one side of the tape as well. So it did get re-released. So it sort of was popular enough to end up on another package. Well, that that was a thing back in those days. Um, so Philip has started by saying he would be amazed if uh, people didn't know of Horace Ghost Gig. But I always hope that there'll be some younger people um, learning the history of these games and, and, and may, wouldn't have been there. So they I, you know, I hope that some people are listening to this who've never heard of Horace Ghost Skiing, so we'll give them a little bit of a new knowledge, right? Um, so you might people might not know that the Spectrum, just a very, very fast recap, games were loaded via cassette tape. Uh, magnetic medium was a cassette tape, and you would put the games into a cassette player, um, press play, uh, load them in. Uh, so that meant that, that some people were doing these kind of strange marketing things of adding games onto a, uh, onto a cassette tape, which also had audio, so uh, music. And there were even radio channels um, broadcasting games. I can remember staying um, 
staying by the uh, the stereo system, waiting for a broadcast of a of a game and, and pressing record, and then uh, recording that game and then playing it back on the spectrum. Um, they weren't very good games, but uh, so some some radios were <laughs> were broadcasting games. So that's how we nowadays we have the internet. Back in those days, we had uh, radio channels playing spectrum games um yeah which have got a distinctive sound if you if you have ever heard that you'll you'll never forget what the the screech of a spectrum game loading is like um and in the uk we had our own kind of elvis clone i'm afraid to say uh uh, uh, or a a a singer at the time shaking stevens and i can remember (laughs) that he had a game on one of his albums because a friend had that album or his mother had the album i'm not quite sure and i can remember playing that game uh shaking stevens yeah exactly it's one of those things that's come up now and again a few other um sort of indie um labels have included games now a lot of as vinyls sort of made a comeback and things there has been a, a few bands recently who've put snippets of uh, spectrum games onto their onto their albums so yeah i think it's it's a thing people remember is that sort of thing getting stuff off the radio and what have you but um yeah it it didn't always work i think if if no one's got any idea about trying to load something by tape it was pretty iffy um <laughs> it really worked but i think that's also again why i think Sinclair Research chose these titles because they were so short. The the load was far more likely to succeed. It was really later on in the Spectrum's life when you had games that were taking seven, eight, nine, ten minutes to load. Um, that was pretty difficult. Again, to give you an idea of that era, like I was saying, when the soft aid tape came out, uh, 82, 82, 83 in the UK, unemployment rose to over 3 million, which was a post war record number so uh, none of us were in work i don't know how any of us could afford games back then the first computer virus uh elk cloner arrived on the apple II uh via floppy disk it couldn't happen to a better company uh, all nine planets recognized at the time a line on the same side of the sun uh, we invaded the falklands sorry about that the first compact discs were produced in germany and sony released its first consumer cd player which is kind of ideal really that somebody actually released a player for cds if someone was manufacturing cds <laughs> otherwise there didn't seem much point uh, thriller the album was released the michael jackson album and uh, just just i just happened to randomly put in that kirsten dunst was born because i think she's lovely so it's rather nice to know that she was <laughs> born in that era when we were busy playing <laughs> horace goes skiing kirsten dunst was born and uh, I, I, I suspect she'd like to play um horace goes skiing i suspect it's a game that she'd uh, she'd love <laughs> and what were the top films then chris from 1982 well it looks like 1982 was a good year for films uh et tron conan the barbarian rambo first blood rocky three blade runner and a particularly british animated film the snowman um yeah they were really good films that year yeah, it's. I was going to say, I remember all those, but we were far too young 
Well, I suppose the only one we might have seen if we were lucky was E.T., but then everything came out like a million years later on like cassette on on VHS. I, d- I, don't, I saw E.T. till I was about 15. Yes. I was only seven at the time. Yeah, you're right. I absolutely wasn't watching Rambo First Blood and Ra- Rocky Three or Blade Runner when I was eight. No. Um, or Tron, maybe Tron. Tron probably was Disney, wouldn't it? Yeah, E.T. and Tron, and of course Tron, for video game game players, is a very iconic film. Um, there was an E.T. Was there an E.T. Spectrum game? I, oh, do you know? I don't know. I mean, the trouble is, as soon as you mention E.T. game, everyone just thinks of the Atari one that was buried in the desert and yes. now they've dug them all up. I mean, that's the only one I can think of, which is a shame because they're probably probably somewhere somewhere out there. There is a good E.T. game. Yeah, a Tron. Well, of course, there's many li- many light cycle games. I don't know if there was an official Tron game, but light cycle. Yeah, games. It came out in the arcade, wasn't it? There was several. There was the the frisbee one and the light cycle. I think they were two separate arcade machines, two different. All right. Yeah. Well, and then and then Rambo on the uh, Master System. Yeah. Ram- with the with the light gun. Yes. That was, that was good. Yeah, that, I've got good memories of that one. Better memories than Horace Goes Skiing. <laughs> <laughs> and Rocky, I guess there was a Rocky. I'm pretty sure there's a Rocky. There was a Rocky game on the Master System. Master System, exactly. Yeah, That's what I was thinking remember. too. Yeah. So, that was fairly awful. It was sort of training, hitting a bag, and then you'd be in a fight. And I think it was it was always with um, Mr. T. So it was like Rocky 3. It must have been. Yeah. 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 So this game was a Spectrum game. So, of course, in the um, in the shop that you were working in later, this was uh, – so this must have been oof, almost 10 years before you started working in the shop. So the year, yes. I mean, it wasn't – we didn't open the shop till 92. So, yeah, I mean, the Spectrum, the only computer, more micros, as they were sort of called back then, stuff that occasionally came in the shop really was you get one or two odd people that would come in with Amiga titles. We bought some boxed PC games. And back then, don't forget, PC was almost sort of considered – pretty odd if you played games on the pc compared to how big mega drive super nintendo was and everything else was i'm not saying that the games were odd but it was considered fairly niche to buy um pc games back then we bought a few to sell new in the shop um they were sort of the adventure games that were sort of quite popular is it day of the tentacle and sort of few games like that i seem to remember but no by then we didn't see anything like that it was it was considered disposable by then it wasn't even considered it wasn't retro yet you know, no one was sort of going, oh, wow, I must buy some boxed Spectrum games in the early 90s. No one was even considering it. They were all up in the loft where mine were, and then I didn't see them until recently, like I think I've mentioned before. Was, um, was Horoscope skiing in that? No, 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 it wasn't. And I, th- I think there's a good reason for that. Like I just mentioned, I think the fact that that pack – Horace and whatever else was included in that pack that Sinclair Research published really was on the 16 and the 48Ks. By the time I got my Spectrum, I had the 128. 
So right. that came that came with I don't know, I think I think Curry's, the superstore electrical sort of superstore over here, I think it came with a specific Curry's specific pack that might have had really exciting games like Mahjong and <laughs> how to draw a cat and pretty terrible stuff. I'd rather have had Horace go skiing, quite frankly. Well, I don't know. That's what you say now. When well, we yeah. uh, when we pause and play it. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure your tune will change. <laughs> yeah, again, to point out to everyone who's listening, we have resisted playing. In fact, our producer couldn't resist and has actually had a go on the game. Um, but the whole point of the podcast is that, yeah, we, we we try and remember the game before being tempted to play it. So you will hear us in a minute after having played it. <laughs> <laughs> we might we might absolutely hate it and destroy yet another thing of our childhoods, or we might be secretly pleased. I don't know. But also to point out two of the games we've certainly never played, although I don't remember playing. I don't remember playing the Pac-Man clone one, which was the first one, and I don't remember the third one in the series particularly. So it's going to be interesting. And just to point out to those of you who, certainly if you're listening to it on YouTube, I don't know whether we can do this on the podcast places that we have this on. I will put a link so that you can play these games along with us. Um, there is a site where you can sort of uh, play it in your browser. There's quite a few Spectrum games on there. Don't tempt temp, temp to play the other ones don't jump ahead uh just just have a go at the horoscopes keying so um yeah you can uh, see whether you agree with us or not i don't have very high hopes for horoscopes keying, i've got to say <laughs> i've got to say in, uh, in past episodes we've played our type and and then we played ghouls and ghosts oh don't talk about ghouls and ghosts and they were both fiendishly difficult oh, horrible they were very, very, very hard. Oh God! Um, and we kind of my my memories for R type have not been destroyed. I kind of still got a soft spot for R type. Ghouls and mm, ghosts. I agree. Uh, too frustrating. Yeah, um, we, we did both find at the end of that one. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Don't need to play ghouls and ghosts ever again. I don't hate it by any means, and I have good memories of it. But I don't need to play it again. So I, I, I am. Slightly worried about this podcast now that we are just slowly going to ruin <laughs> all these games. <laughs> all these that we think, wow! Oh, can't wait to talk about Horace Goes Skiing. That game was brilliant, which it well, was. We haven't really said it yet. Well, it was. It was great. We all played it. We all instantly remembered it the moment the moment it came up in the conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, Horace Goes Skiing, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Except for my main memory is is me crying playing it. So that's <laughs> oh yeah, so- I've forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody, um, we're going to press pause. You can too if you'd like to join in. As I say, certainly if you're watching this on YouTube, it's in the description box below. You can play along and then just press unpause, and we will be back in a few seconds. Although for us it will be a few days, but for you it'll be a few seconds. And we're back. Thank you to those of you who did actually press pause and were brave enough to play the Horace trilogy along with us. For those of you who didn't, you're probably very sensible, and I don't think you've missed out on anything, quite honestly. Uh, But don't worry, because we're going to tell you all about our feelings about those games now. And uh, they're awful, and I can't stand them. 
that's pretty much how I feel about them. Um, our raison d'etre here is you destroy our childhood dreams. And uh, yeah, this definitely, definitely has. How did you feel about them, Chris? Pretty much the same. Yeah, another childhood memory destroyed. Um, as we said in part one, I can't even remember the the other two games. Horace Goes Skiing is the one. It's the classic of... Of the trilogy, um, yeah. everyone refers to this as the trilogy. I'm, I'm sure. Um, Horoscope skiing has got some positive points. Should we save those for a bit later? But, uh, but the other two, I mean, a fiendishly difficult Pac-Man clone and a a plat- almost a platformer. I mean, Horace and the spiders is a is a kind of an early platform game um yeah it's uh i'd say it's an early version of tomb raider <laughs> it's, it's uncanny yeah it's uncanny <laughs> or or uncharted or uncharted you know the same mechanics you run you jump you swing from ropes you get stuck on those ropes. You have to bash the keyboard until you find the key to let you drop off the rope, and then you just close the uh, the browser and never play again. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> For those of you who didn't bother playing along, yeah, Horace, the Hungry Horace, I think is the the first one. Yeah, as Chris said, it, it's it's sort of. Pac-Man, but a really weird version of Pac-Man. It, it's you 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 go from screen to screen again. It's it's with Pac-Man, you clear the screen of the dots, and it just refreshes and sort of starts again. Well, this has got sort of several levels, and they're joined, so it's like like an early Zelda dungeon. So you sort of go from one room to the next. It's got sort of warp doorways, which I think the original Pac-Man had, didn't it? Left and right, you could sort of peer from one side to the other. So it's got sort of warps in it as well. Um, the way the monsters chase you is pretty... Ah, oh, they Wow, they know exactly what... There's no sort of pattern. In Pac-Man, you can sort of confuse the ghosts, but in this, it's... I don't know. It's, it's like the programmer's actually playing the game with you, and he's just going to get you. You, don't, you, just, you, just, you just don't stand a chance. He knows exactly where you're going. It's like preempts where you're going to move to. There, are, sort of the- there is no warm-up. It goes straight into <laughs> extreme difficulty. I mean, at least in yeah. Ghoul, at least in Ghouls and uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, there was a a um, practice version, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, for expert players like us, made the game easy, right? Bearable. Uh, yeah, bearable. <laughs> oh, sorry, yes, bearable. <laughs> but it, it just goes into being hard immediately. Um, I can't imagine. You know the the whole rigmarole of getting your spectrum set up, getting getting you know that game into the the tape player, getting your little screwdriver out to play around with it so it would actually load and work, and then playing that game a a fiendishly difficult Pac Man, where the enemies know exactly where you're going and give you no uh, no respite, nothing. It's not like the first level just has one slow enemy. No, no, no. The enemy's full speed, and that's it. Game over immediately. It's it's really difficult. 
really difficult. And if I'd ever played that game as a child, well, that would be a childhood memory absolutely destroyed. But I don't think I ever played that one. No, I agree. I, I don't remember it. it. It's weird that that was the first one. Yeah, I don't remember it. But I think, like we said in the first part of the uh, podcast, that the fact that Horace goes skiing was bundled in with the machine. I think it's the only... I, I actually fairly confident now having played the masterful trilogy that we would have never have heard of these games if we hadn't have had that bundle this they are that they are genuinely that bad i i too hold them hold horoscope skiing in great esteem and like we said earlier on it is the game everyone says to you if you mention the spectrum yeah people do remember it but i am now very confident in that I really don't think anyone anyone would be talking about it if it hadn't have been bundled with the machine. It's it's not a good game. It's, no. It really isn't a good game. No, we should have asked someone else from that time. I don't know, our, our dads or something. You know, did they ever had they heard this game? Maybe it's some sort of conspiracy. Someone's just coded these <laughs> afterwards, inserted them into Wikipedia, and said that they were part of a trilogy because I can't remember them. Or it's because I'm almost 50 and I can't remember what I had for breakfast today. I don't know. Why is it that that thing is popular on the internet at the moment, isn't it? There's there's YouTube videos, it's all over the place. With these sort of memories that you you think you you remember what the guy on the front of the Monopoly box looked like, but actually he wasn't wearing a monocle. He was wearing Nike shoes or something, (laughs) and everyone's remembering things completely differently. What is that thing called? Someone let us know. (laughs) I can't even remember the thing about remembering things. Inception. Inception. Like these false memories. Everyone's got these false, weird false memories. Yeah, perhaps. Well, I'll tell you, I'll talk to you about a false memory, that, that Horace Goes Skiing was a good game. Because if we now put our focus on the <laughs> Horace Goes Skiing, which, you know... Um, explain, explain to the lovely ladies and gentlemen exactly how the game works, right from where you turn it on. Right, so the first thing, once the game loads, and of course... Being a Spectrum game, originally you would have had to have gone through uh, a few minutes of loading. You would have heard the lovely squeaks and scrawls of the of the tape uh, of the game loading. But then, the, well, Philip, when we were speaking off mic, he referred to it as, as, the, the, as music. But uh, on the title the screen, theme the, theme the, tune, theme the Horace theme tune is <laughs> torture. It's just torture. It's just, I, I, can't, I can't replicate it. It is a horrible. You can. Thing. You were off off camera. You were doing a very good impression. atrocious. It is torture. That was better than the actual thing. Yeah, and you have. <laughs> so as quick as possible, you tap as many keys as possible to get going. Of course, there's no, there's no, there's no intro. You don't know, you know, but luckily you know exactly what you've got to do because you're at the top of the screen and you um, you intrinsically know straight away that you've got to get down, you've got to cross a, a road, which seems to be a motorway or a highway, uh, to get to the ski shop. And it seems that Horace has been given by someone $40, $40, which he needs to uh, rent some skis uh, to go skiing. Because it's instead of having lives. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's that's quite you know quite a nice little touch there. 
uh, $40 instead of four hearts. Yeah, for pocket money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that makes it even worse. Now you've made me think the Horace Ghost King is a minor, so he's only a 12-year-old. Is he going, he's been given pocket money and he's got to get get across one of the busiest roads you have ever, ever seen. Um, I don't know how often they put motorways between between the car park for a ski resort and the place where you need to hire skis but where horace goes where horace goes skiing that's exactly what it's how it's set up um you run across the road uh to the ski shop hire some skis run back across this highway uh to then get to the ski ski slope so that's the first part it's a kind of frogger uh, frogger game now comes the the best part which is the downhill skiing so you have to uh left and right um to and you you go down the ski slope and your goal is to earn points by going through the gates the uh the, the flags uh, avoiding trees and um yeah, that's about, about it, really. You, um, I was going to say, you're stretching it out here, mate. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You, you lose, yeah, yes. You've basically described the whole game. That is it. That is Horace Goes Skiing. You cross a road, you go skiing. And then you cross a road, and then you go skiing, and then you cross a road, and then you go skiing, and then you scream and shout, and you die. That is Horace Goes Skiing. Yeah, that's a better description. You're right. Thanks for listening everybody good night (laughs) (laughs) so when you do go down there are there are some intricacies to say the word in 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 the in the downhill section of horoscope skiing there are there's there's these sort of little jump things aren't there the little yeah little little jumps yeah (laughs) little jumps made out of we're, we're, you, I know you lot can't see us, but we're both doing the same little symbol with our fingers because it's just, just like a sort of squashed L on the like screen. A, like a little pyramid made out of like 16, yeah. 16 black pixels. Um, yeah. You leap high into the air and you go anywhere near them Yeah, because the crash detector is so appalling. And the trees, the trees look quite small and detailed, but actually they're just one big square block. Yeah. That's, that's the hit detection. It's like an inch square block. You go anywhere near the flipping tree, you will die. And when you, when you don't die, you just break your skis if you're unlucky. If you're lucky... You get the legend comes up, oh, Horace hasn't broken his skis. You're right, you carry on. Oh, off I go then. And then you hit something else innocuous, like a bit of snow, and your skis break. <laughs> if they do And then break, you're back to the road. you yeah. got to cross the road again. Yeah, if they break, you're back to the road. I don't know why, he's, why is he going to this ski shop where the f***ing skis are that rubbish that you hit some snow <laughs> or a flag. No, well, and Bloody skis break, and you got to go and get more. Well, look at it the other way. When you fully hit a tree, you're lucky. You're lu- oh, your skis are okay. Horace yeah, himself, Horace himself yeah. would be dead. You know. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't got any arms. We established this. Oh, that's He's all true. right. He's got no arms to break. He just goes oh, flump. Yeah, that's it. He's fine. That's right. Just gets up. How does he get? How does this guy get up? Yeah, I think to off, start skiing. That's true. I think off air we learnt that he doesn't actually have arms, and the thing that I thought may have been an arm is just his quiff, <laughs> uh, just his hairstyle. 
which ties it's back front. ties ties in with flick. They should, have, they should have just done a Shaking Stevens um, your spin-off with this as well. Since Shake, Shaking yeah, was, Stevens yeah, had his own game. game. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Horace, Horace goes to the hairdressers. <laughs> I think that would have been an excellent game. Horace, Horace plays the keyboard in a new wave band. <laughs> Look, I haven't I haven't finished drilling this <laughs> shop. Why is this flipping ski shop the other side of the road? Why isn't it what well, our producer pointed out quite lightly? Why the hell have you got across the road? I I think it's because the guy, Mr. Tang, I've forgotten his first name, who wrote this, he's from Australia. I don't think he's ever been skiing. I don't think he knows what skiing is. I think someone just said to him, we need a winter games-based game for your new fantastic mascot. We need to get him out of those mazes. We need to get him doing something middle class because that's the sort of people that are going to be buying Spectrum games because <laughs> they're so expensive. So we need him. We need to be doing a winter sport, skiing, skiing. That's the one tang. I want you to make him skiing. When and this place, kind of, you know, I live in Australia. We've only got one mountain that you're not allowed to go anywhere near. There's no snow anywhere. I don't know what skiing is. So he's looking, he's watched Ski Sunday, and he's like, ah, right, you, you go downhill. And then he's watched some travel program where the bloke goes into the shop and buys some skis <laughs> for $10 back in 1980. God knows how much that was. And that's what, that's what he's done. He's like, oh, yeah, you cross the road, get your skis. Oh, there'll be no lives. Oh, you start with $40, and then you go up the mountain. Why, what happens to the skis when you get to the finish line? that you then have to go and get more skis. I understand if you break the skis when you hit the f***ing tree when you're skiing, but why is it you go through the finish line that your skis just disappear? <laughs> oh, you've got to go and get more skis. You got. To, I mean, do the higher people, perhaps the higher people come and get them. Oh, you've had a nice day on the slopes, have you, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Horace? Can we have the skis now, please? Your, your, your higher time's over. You'll have to go and get more if you want to do and do more skiing. Why can't he just give the bloke the ten dollars? If he's come out, he's come out of the ski hut, gone across the road to find Horace. Say your time's up, mate. Give me your skis back. Just give him another ten. No, I want to go up again. <laughs> it's flawed. It's flawed. This is a flawed game. So, so did we work out how old we were when this game came out? I think it, we were about eight or something. So we were the age when everything was beautiful and wonderful. Well. Well, and now you mention it, I mean, what were our thoughts of skiing? Because I don't think I knew anyone had ever been skiing. Ski Sunday. That's all. That's, that's all. It's the same as Mr. Tang. We just watched Ski Sunday. It's all we knew. So for us, this was probably quite realistic. For, what, we, didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't know better. It was like being there. Yeah. We didn't know better. It's context. You've got to put yourself back there. If you've never seen skiing, then that's it. Normal. <laughs> Yeah, but what does that make Horace and the Spiders? Well, just imagine how many people from our generation in the UK never went skiing because they thought they'd have to cross the motorway to get there. Yeah, they'd, all like, <laughs> they'd be like, well, I'll have to go with my parents. And a motorway full of motorbikes. Because that's the yeah. other thing that reminds me. So when you're trying to cross the road, you've got another horrible audio effect, which is the sound of the motorbikes. And then when you actually get to go skiing, I find found the skiing part really relaxing because it was in silence, more or less, uh, <laughs> until you miss a flag and then there's another horrible beep. 
which is also <laughs> headache inducing. Um, oh, yeah, if you hit the flag, doesn't it go eh, or beep, something? No, eh. oh, no, a horrible beep every time you missed a flag. Didn't you ever miss a flag? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> you hit the flag, you either hit the flag or miss the flag. It just beeps at you for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I got 1,550, and that will be my high score. I don't think I'm going to go back for more. This is the funny thing that we will take from this, and I guarantee there's something that none of us have done for a million years, and that is play a game and try and get a high score. <laughs> games just don't do that anymore you might get achievements you might get unlockables you might get a new hat for your avatar big deal or things that are locked behind a paywall or you just simply try and complete the game but this the only point to it excuse the pun is to get a high score i.e to get more points and i and i did the first thing i did as soon as i got a high score i beat you one six six yeah, or whatever yeah. it was I took a picture of it and sent it to these three. Ha ha, look, look at what I done. And of course that spurred them on. They were like, oh, right, phew. right, we'll try and beat him. Well, well, I don't know whether they're going to admit now what they're going to do. Here come the excuses, everybody. Well, wah, 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 wah. Here you, come the excuses. Settle in for this one. It's going to be a good excuse. Here so go. if you remember the Spectrum keyboard, which I'm sure everyone does, there are some arrow keys, I think, on the uh, numbers six, seven, eight, and nine. So... Logically, I thought those were going to be the keys. No, they're for the joystick. But yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. So in the emulator I was playing in, I was using those keys, and those are, those make it. You've got to really think when you're moving with those keys. Once I had learned that I could have been using Q, Z, I, and P, I uh, got what, my, like up, my down latest. Left and right, like yeah, up, down, left, and right, like a normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I then got my high score, which was much closer to Phil's high score. And much closer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 50 points below uh, if I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, it's like it's, it, it, crossing that road it is so difficult. Why did he do it? Why was the game made that, that Horace would always run? So, you know, crossing the road, try and you, you start on the top of the screen, you go down, and most of the time I would just wait for a gap in the traffic and just run straight. Hardly ever go, run to the yeah. middle of the road, left and right, up and down. No, because Horace never stands still. Um, I don't know why, but he just has to keep moving. Uh, maybe that would have made it that the Frogger-esque style level a bit more enjoyable. Maybe having some kind of build-up, like um, uh, you know, not a just some one kind of yeah, two cars. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just start build yeah. the difficulty level. Start with one or two cars. Have a um, a ski slope without any trees, or just something like that, just to build it up. But no, it automatically gets difficult. And now they didn't have the excuse of it being an arcade an arcade game. There was no one putting 10 pence in to play this game. It was straight to Spectrum. So I don't understand why he made it so difficult. And and if he if he ever play tested this with some friends, didn't everyone anyone ever give him any feedback? Hey, this is a little bit tricky. Um, just too difficult. Just way too difficult. Could have been more fun. And I, I wonder if it, if it ever ends. I presume it doesn't. I presume there's probably, if you get if you get to go skiing five times, it probably comes to a point where the road is so full of motorbikes that you just can't cross it. 
So I guess that's about it. Is that all the feedback we've got for Horace Go Skiing? I'm amazed we've talked this long. I think 30 seconds of just saying it's terrible. Thanks for listening, everybody. Would have done. (laughs) But then that's not much of a podcast, is it, folks? I hope at least a few of you out there did try it out. To those of you who did and have found it as miserable experience as us, I do apologise, particularly if, like us, you were fond of it. And I am still fond of Horace. I still love him. I still think that he was the um, unofficial sort of mascot for uh, for the Specky, even though, of course, we shouldn't be saying this, of course, it did come out on the, uh, the, the C64, I believe, as well. So, you know, it, it wasn't just the Spectrum, but I think I think it's his sort of um, his home, I think, yeah. was, on the, was on the Spectrum. Yeah. So good memories, yet again ruined. Sadly. Yeah. So. Well, next time it'll be better. <laughs> Should we choose a good <laughs> what game? What are we looking at next time? Should we choose what a nice, game? easy, simple, family-orientated game that your granny could play. What are we looking at? Hmm? Hey? Um, I've been told it's Revenge of Shinobi. Oh, thank God for that. That'll be a nice, easy one that we'll be able to play straight away. Oh, that, oh, oh, that was good. It was. It was brilliant. It's one of my absolute favourite games. I have it. Well, I'm physical. <laughs> I, I, I'm so worried now. I'm so worried. <laughs> <laughs> wait for those Please, wait for those memories to be shattered <laughs> well until next time yeah we're sorry folks we won't play Horace ever again you can email us at hello at spectrumdays.com and you can contact us on twitter at spectrumdayspod and you can also find us on youtube just by looking up spectrumdays <laughs>